Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, so let's get into the episode. So speaking of extremes, today we are going to dive into a podcast review that does deal with a very extreme side of a specific diet called the carnivore diet. Um, But before I get into that, just a little personal update. So I just got back from a networking event. I have a little buzz. Uh, They had really good red wine. So I had a couple glasses of red wine. I'd had a healthy protein shake and a red pepper uh, dipped in this really good Thai peanut dressing that I had before I went. And, you know, for me, there's always this fine line of like, having too much food in my system to have a drink versus not enough food in my system to have a drink. Cause like a true alcoholic, I do like to have a little buzz on. Um, but if I don't have enough food in my stomach, I get a little bit too tipsy and that's never a good look either. So, um, so at this little networking event that I went to, uh, they, it was the grand opening of this new community And it was a beautiful community. They had this delicious flatbread pizza that they were serving and these delicious uh, desserts. Um, So I I had a couple of pieces of the pizza. I mean, speaking of the anxiety conversation that we had, uh, there were almost like almost nobody showed up to this event. I actually sat in the parking lot for like 20 minutes before I walked in because I was like, do I, there's like, there's like nobody here. I'm like, do I want to go into this event? Uh, but I knew I wanted to meet the sales manager because I'm trying to host uh, an event at this property for my other business. So I'm like, no, I'm going to go in. I'm going to do this. And I'm actually glad that I did. I did have really good conversations with people and uh, created a really good uh, relationship with this woman that I'd like to to work with. Um but the the pizza was delicious and normally there would be a little bit of anxiety as far as like how many pieces of pizza are there how many people are there are there enough to go around uh but you know there's literally four of us there so the pizza dish got passed to me and I only took one piece I immediately regretted that after passing the dish on because I realized everybody else took two pieces and I realized I should have took two pieces so that got devoured very quickly. And then the next time the tray passed around to me, I did take two pieces and then I did take a fourth. So now granted all four pieces were probably this equivalent of one larger piece. So ultimately I basically just had one piece of pizza, but it was delicious. It paired really well with the red wine and um, yeah, it was a good event. So I also made a chicken dish because I've been feeling bad because I haven't really been cooking a lot for my boyfriend and not that it's like a woman's place to cook, but I do show my love through cooking. And so I did make him a delicious meal that I I basically copied one of the HelloFresh recipes when I used to get HelloFresh and it actually came out really, really good. So, um, so he enjoyed that. I have some leftovers that I'm going to go eat after this after this podcast taping. But anyway, um, overall, feeling pretty good. Uh, It's been a good week, so no complaints here. 
And so let's get into the episode. Now, this this podcast review I'm going to do, and I mentioned that it's very extreme, has to do with the carnivore diet. Now, I found out about this podcast because one of my listeners actually uh, DM'd me and told me about this new podcast that she was listening to. And so thank you, girl. And I'm I'm sorry I'm doing a review on this because you've already heard this podcast, but it was so good that I had to do a review on it because it was such an interesting topic. Um, Because, you know, look, I'm, I'm an Italian girl that loves my carbs. And if I'm not eating carbs every meal, I'm pretty miserable. Uh, There's very few meals that I can feel like walk away and feel satisfied from if there's only protein and even only vegetables and protein. I usually need some sort of rice or bread or potato or something with it. And so, um, so one of my listeners from the UK messaged me and she was like, Hey, I, I don't know if you've heard of this podcast, but check it out. I just heard this specific conversation. It was really interesting. She's like, I don't think I could ever live this lifestyle, but, um, but you know, it was interesting. And so I immediately looked it up and saw what it was about. And I was like, oh yeah, this is right up my alley. So thank you, girl. Uh, so this was from a podcast called squats and margaritas. And this host Kelly Hogan is a woman. Actually, I, as she talked through the podcast and kind of told me, because I didn't know anything about this woman. Um, but as she talked through the podcast, she kind of revealed that her background, she's suffered from eating disorders. She's, you know, just like the rest of us in this kind of like 30 to 40 age range, you know, we've all, and older, right? 50s, 60s. We've all grown up with this like patriarchal, like mentality of like having to diet, having to starve ourselves, trying to like get into this thinner body and, this Aaron Washington, who's the host of this podcast, Squats and Margaritas, she is someone that also used to like starve herself down. She actually suffered from bulimia and anorexia. Uh, and she was someone who, she was like a soccer player. And she was someone who would starve herself and only eat salads. And now she realizes that, you know, lifting, now she's a heavy lifter. I'm not a heavy lifter. So what she's discovered for her own body is that when she lifts really heavy weights, she basically can eat, you know, I mean, she, it sounds like she eats well-balanced and nutrition with, with nutrition in mind, but she basically eats, you know, she, she also indulges. She also drinks her margaritas. You know, she's someone who, you know, doesn't have to necessarily watch what she eats for the most part because she's discovered that by lifting and eating well balanced for the most part, she doesn't have to watch every single thing that put, she puts in her mouth and she can eat way more than she ever did because she's lifting and because she's working out. It doesn't have to all be cardio. And that's something I've discovered for myself is that I can eat way more when I'm working out consistently. Um, I think the only thing that the biggest thing that I differed from her on was I don't lift heavy. Like I definitely lift. Um, and I do think strength training is super, super, super important to overall, you know, good health, uh, weight management and all of those things. Um, but, and also bone density. I mean, there's so many health benefits to, to lifting weights. Uh, but I'm not like her in that I can't lift a lot. Like I can't lift heavy, heavy weights. Um, I do resistance training. I do more body weight type of things. And when I do lift, I I just, Physically, for me, I just can't lift that heavy. But I do, like her, support strength training. 
So anyway, so she had this woman on, her name was Kelly Hogan, and she became a carnivore. So, and I've heard of Atkins and I've heard of these like high protein, low carb diets, but I've never heard of the carnivore diet. And, um, so she kind of started out the podcast talking about all the hate that this woman was getting, uh, you know, you know, you know, some of the comments on social media were like, yep, get ready for, uh, colon cancer. Um, yeah, like, you know, just, just these really rude kind of cancer causing type of comments. Um, but the, but Aaron, the host is all about, you know, supporting, finding what works for you. Right. And, and I, I agree with that. I think that every single human is different. That's what personalized medicine is all about. We're all genetically different. You know, I've seen this from the cannabis industry where some, which is my regular day job, like some people are so sensitive to THC and some people can take very high doses. Some people get stomach cramps and diarrhea from CBD. Other people can take a thousand milligrams a day and they're fine. So it's, it's, it's so true. I've seen it on so many different levels that all of us are unique. We all have a different genetic profile and nutritionally what works for us will not necessarily work for the next person. So, you know, you'll see my Instagram where I'm posting what I eat. It's all about like, this is what works for me. This is what I do uh, to maintain health and to maintain, you know, you know, for weight management. And, but what I do is not going to work for everybody. So always take what you hear with a grain of salt. Um, you know, there's a ton of hate on wellness and all of these, you know, fitness influencers. And the whole point is like, again, don't just copy what someone else is doing, find what works for you. And so that was highlighted in this because, you know, Kelly kind of shared her background. You know, she was a chubby kid. Her brother was always that skinny person in the family and she learned at a young age, she didn't want to be chubby. So she talked about the fact that, you know, she always wanted to be skinnier, was always comparing herself to other people. And she was able to like starve herself down, um, but she'd always gain all that weight back plus 20. And she said that, you know, she gained 50 pounds in college, but she, you know, she grew up with that snack wells, you know, fat free, um, mentality where everything was like filled with sugar. Nobody really understood sugar back then, but it was all low fat. And so she grew up on that. And, and the, and Aaron, the host was also, you know, also did the same. She said she gained a lot in, in college and, you know, she totally related to what Kelly had, had struggled with. Um, and Kelly was talking about just some really negative comments that she had received as a child. So she said that, uh, one boy that she uh, grew up with uh, made a comment like she hadn't seen him in a while and she went up to him. She's like, oh my God, you look so good. You've lost so much weight. And he's like, yeah, well, you look like you picked up that weight. And, you know, it sounds like that's something that really scarred her as a, as a child and stuck with her and stayed with her. Uh, and then another significant moment in her childhood was when her mom's friend who was very obese, and this is a woman who's from the South, and, you know, Southern cooking has always been a lot heavier. Um, and so, you know, I think, you know, she was, she was around a lot of people that had just a higher body weight and her mom's friend said, you know, she said she, her mom's friend pulled her aside in college 
and said, you know, you need to get control of this now while you're young. She's like, when you get to my age, it's out of control and you just got to get control of this now. And she was like, well, that totally did not work for me. She's like, that sent me in the opposite direction. She said she remembers feeling really just embarrassed by that and just horrified that her mom's friend had the audacity to pull her aside and talk to her about about her weight. And I mean, overall, obviously, the mom's friend meant well. And and honestly, I think that, well, I mean, this may be controversial, but, you know, you you developing healthy, healthy habits is important from childhood, right? Like, like we've talked about on other podcasts, like the way that we were raised forms and the habits that we form when we're young do last. And you can always change. You can become a, a new person overnight. Like that's not to say that if you were raised a certain way, you can't change that. We all, you know, there's miraculous stories of overcome challenges in, in every capacity, but, but it matters. You know, the, the, the weight loss clients I used to have, you know, did hated water if they weren't raised drinking water. You know, if you're only raised drinking soda, water doesn't taste that good to you, right? So, so anyway, so she was a little bit insulted, but she talked about how she got up to 260 pounds after she got married. Um, and, and she married young. It sounds like she married her high school sweetheart, uh, but she's, she described that she started getting these boils and she would have to go into this doctor and get them lanced. And the doctor was like, made this comment to her again that stuck with her, who said, you know what, you and I, we're going to be here till one of us dies. And, um, and that was actually the moment where the doctor was like, look, you were inflamed and it's the carbohydrates you're eating that are inflaming you. And I mean, it sounds like the doc, this doctor was way before his time, but he, you know, it sounded like he was right about what was not working for her because she was eating the lean cuisine. She was eating, you know, all the uh, low fat, but high sugar, high carb type of foods that were popular back then. Um, you know, and again, that this was back where it was all about calorie and fat restricting versus, you know, carbohydrate restricting, which is which is really the world that we're in now. Um, but we, we know more obviously about low sugar, right? So, um, so anyway, the doctor ended up suggesting just meat. She's, he's like, just eat meat, eat cheese, eat high protein, maybe a few leafy greens in there. And she said, okay, I'll do that. And so she went and that's exactly what she did. She ate meat. She ate cheese she ate leafy greens she said she ate green beans she ate some cucumbers and that's all she ate and she said she dropped 80 pounds that year and went back and the doctor didn't even recognize her she said that because she had gone from eating like donuts and all this like like high 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 sugar high 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 carb food she lost 30 pounds in her first month and, you know, Amanda, you're going from donuts to pure meat. I mean, obviously you're going to lose fast. Her, her body was like, whoa, like, what are you doing to me? And so, you know, and that kept her going. She's like, you know, obviously that worked a lot faster than eating these high sodium lean cuisines. Um, and, and that's when the host kind of talked about, you know, she kind of shared her backstory where she used to only eat salad. She wouldn't even eat carrots because they were too starchy. Which is funny, I, I just bought bananas and mangoes at the grocery store the other day. And those were 
fruits that I would hesitate on early, but now I'm like, it's a whole food, it's fruit. You know, instead of getting chocolate, I'll get some bananas or, you know, some mangoes. That's, that's, you shouldn't feel bad about eating a banana. Um, but she, you know, she ended up getting, you know, turning that into exercise bulimia. She said she would only eat 300 calories, but then would go and work those 300 calories off. She said she was throwing up her food and she's like, it wasn't working. She's like, she was puffy. You know, she was, she said from the time she was from 16 years of age till she was 36, she struggled with eating disorders and, um, and you know, and she, she was an athlete. So she was of course hungry, but she would try not to eat, you know, calories. Um, and you know, and so what, what, what Aaron, the host was like, well, don't like, what about cravings? Like, don't you get cravings? Now, this is why. I would never be able to do this. I get the worst cravings. And, you know, I obviously use a lot of, you know, cannabis. And so that makes the the cravings even worse. But, and I think there's, you know, obviously if you've been, you know, if you're eating sugar, you crave sugar. That's what they say. But, um, you know, what, what Kelly shared was that, yes, yeah, she definitely was having cravings. But she said that she would especially have cravings that, but that were emotional. Like she could tell that it's not, she wasn't having cravings because she was hungry. She said she used to have a really horrific sweet tooth, but she said that's because she still had it in her system. So she would eat some vegetables, some leafy greens, some cucumbers, some, some green beans, and she was at her goal weight, but she was, she'd reached a point where she was just exhausted. She was craving sugar. She would, she would, she would allow herself to eat uh, to drink some diet soda, like this Dr. Pepper, she said she really liked, and she would have like uh, sugar-free candy and like some of those artificial sweeteners. Um, but you know, and she, so she, she kind of was like realizing that that hint of sweetness was triggering her to want more sweet, and so she, she said she ended up googling like, can you live on meat only? And she said that's when she came across like all these carnivore gurus that um, ended up counseling her and told her that the fact that you're still consuming even artificial sweetener, she said that's giving your body this, this, this emotion that it's missing sugar and that's going to lead you to continue to crave it. And so that's when she cut out all the other things she was having, a sugar-free gum, the diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, all the sugar-free Tic Tacs she would have. And now all she consumes is meat and water. And um, and then she did end up losing her period for a number of years. And this was when she kind of wanted to have children. She was realizing that, you know, this this is might not be healthy because I'm not having a period. I do want to have ch- more children. And that's when she realized she needed more fat in her diet. And so she started incorporating, she said she went in then and ate this really, really fatty steak. And she's like, it was like an explosion went off in my head. But she said that when she started incorporating more fat, she started slowly gaining some weight back. And that kind of made her freak out because, you know, when you're going from like 260 pounds down to like 100 and like, I think 40 pounds is what she had gone down to, but she started gaining weight back. I mean, obviously that's going to trigger you. 
but she talked to these carnivore gurus and they were like, well, do you want to get healthy or not? Like, do you want to have your period or not? You have to gain some weight back. So she, she kept with it. She said she would eat like beef ribs and all these, you know, fattier pieces of meat. And she did end up gaining 23 pounds back, but she did end up getting her period back and she was able to get pregnant. She said she stayed carnivore throughout all of her pregnancies. I think she had like two or three kids and she, you know, she's just eats her beef ribs and her higher fattier meat and she's, she's good to go. She's now like kind of in a maintenance mode. Um, and Aaron was like, well, why not green vegetables? And, and Kelly was just like, well, you know, some people just, they can tell certain things about their body and, you know, leafy greens just weren't good for me. She's like, I could tell that my body did better for my specific goals when I only ate meat. And, um, you know, Aaron was like, Hey, if that works for you, great. She's like, you know, people shouldn't preach to other people in general. She's like, the important thing is finding what works for you. And it's fine to share it. She's like, that's why I think she's like, you know, that's why my podcast is, is important. She's like, you know, if, if somebody has been struggling out there and this is something that could work for them, they should know about it. You know, it's certainly not for everybody. You know, she, you know, you could tell by the way Aaron was speaking, like this would never, ever work for her. Um, I mean, it sounds like she does do higher protein. Um, but she said that, you know, what works for her is eating more and lifting more. And she said that her obsession, her own obsession has been, has gone. Um, and she just doesn't have to think about it anymore. And so, you know, so Aaron did ask her, like, how have you changed the way that you ate from when you were in weight loss mode to when you were more in maintenance? And Kelly was like, no, you know, I've kept the same routine. She's like, my body's reached a happy point, so I'm not losing and I'm not gaining. Now, I have to say that when I was listening to this, I could feel myself like, because I always try to put myself in other people's shoes and understand like what they're going through and what emotions they might be feeling. And obviously I'm a very different person than this woman. Um, you know, this woman doesn't like, she barely drinks. I mean, I like my alcohol. This woman definitely doesn't do any cannabis. Um, you know, she would probably be horrified at the thought. I like my substances. Uh, I am, you know, Italian carb focused and I love vegetables. I'm definitely higher vegetable than higher protein. Although I do also like animal meat. I'll never become a vegan, but like this woman found what worked for her. And, but I have to say that like, I would be so depressed eating this way. I mean, first of all, even, even when I was doing like, we used to have this, when I was in the weight loss industry, we had this three day juice program and it was all the lean protein you could meet. You really weren't supposed to eat this high fatty meat that she was eating, but all the lean protein you could eat as much as you wanted and all the leafy, all the raw green vegetables you could have. You could have healthy fats. You had this juice that you drank. Even that was so strict for three days that I would get so depressed that I couldn't have anything else. And look, I'm not saying the way I eat is perfect. I mean, I'm, I'm very emotional with the way I eat. And I think... You know, so for me not to look forward to something delicious, to me, that's a little bit depressing. But for Kelly, it worked great, you know, and and she is someone who has an addiction. You know, she describes herself as having an addiction and to sugar, and she's had to go cold turkey to resolve that issue. 
So, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that the way I consume different substances and food is not, you know, maybe it could be seen as an addiction. I don't know. But, um, you know, Erin just talked about how she, you know, she's found what works for her. She lifts heavy. She knows her muscle burns fat while she's at rest. You know, she's hungry for a second breakfast. She eats it. Whereas before she used to be like, oh no, I can't eat till noon or whatever. And now, you know, she does, she's like, I need a lot of food pairing. I like, you know, if I'm going to eat chicken wings, I like beer. If I'm going to have a ribeye, I want my red wine. And she's like, but I need sustainability. And she's like, I personally couldn't sustain on all meat. And she's like, do you think that you'll eat like this forever? And, and Kelly was like, well, it sounds like you're able to use things in moderation. Um, you know, it sounds like you're able to have that spicy margarita and not drink 20 of them, you know, like, like an alcoholic might, right? Like my stepfather's in recovery and he said that he has a friend that's also in recovery and him and his friend went to this party one time and the host kept trying, like, kept rudely like offering alcohol and being like, why not? Just have a drink, have a drink, you know? And you're not supposed to do that. Like if somebody's not accepting a drink, like leave them alone. Don't keep offering it. (laughs) His friend finally turned to the host and was like, you know, I really would love a drink, but if I have that drink, I'm going to end up sleep, trying to sleep with your wife. I'm going to get naked. I'm going to climb up to the tallest tree here and, and potentially like, you know, fall off and injure myself. And you'll have to call the, you know, you just like describe this like crazy scene that would happen if this guy drank because he knew himself. He's like, I am an alcoholic. I, I can't have a drink. And that's why I'm saying, no, you keep pushing the issue. So this is what's going to happen if I have that drink. Thank you. But no. And so what Kelly was saying was like, you know, it sounds like you're able to moderate, but you know, if you couldn't, you would want to stay in control. You know, it's like an alcoholic. Like I have to look at it like an alcoholic. Like that's the way that I am with sugar. And, and Aaron was saying that she had had this expert on this like intuitive eating expert. I'm sorry, not an intuitive eating expert, uh, intermittent fasting expert who said that, you know, people that do well with intermittent fasting need hard rules that people thrive on hard rules when it comes especially to dieting and she said that like if 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 someone has a tendency to eat chips or eat cookies at 8 p.m but then they say okay i'm going to start doing this intermittent fasting and i'm i'm done eating at 7 p.m no more food after that that person is much more likely to stick to that and and stay away from those cookies or those chips that what's normally a habit for them because they decided this was a hard, fast rule where they're not going to eat X, Y, or Z after a certain time. And I can see how that works for a percentage of people. I think other people that are saying no to themselves end up bucking those rules. Like um, like Taylor Taylor that I talk about, Taylor Shucker, the Taylor Shucker show that I talk about, that I did a review last week. Um, she's someone that bucks rules. Like if she's told she can't have something, damn well, she's going to have it, you know? So I think that that can work for some people. And I think it backfires for other people. I think it just depends on who you are. Um, but anyway, but this woman that she had on did, did say that, you know, a lot of people do, you know, do well with hard, fast rules. And then, um, Aaron, the host also asked her, well, what about your health? Like, what about high cholesterol? You know, um, you know, a lot of people in the comments have made comments about specific things like health and colon cancer and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
And and Kelly, this is kind of funny. She's she's like the science of cholesterol is off. She's like, I don't know, I don't really believe in all that stuff. And this is a woman that's not really science based, but um, she does care about triglycerides, and there are some other markers of health that she does watch that she does give credence to. Um, but she was told at one point that she should take a statin because um, her doctor was afraid that she had like clogged arteries. But she's like, well, why don't you give me the clogged artery test? There's actually a test for that. Why would I just start taking a pill if we don't actually test for this? And so they ended up giving her the test and she came back completely fine. So she's like, yeah, like, don't give me a test, a pill unless you've tested me, uh, which I thought was actually a really good point. Um, now, then Aaron asked, do you poop? Because a lot of people that do go high protein end up getting highly constipated. And, um, and Kelly's like, yeah, she's like, you know, she's like, I, she's like, I, I'm fine. She's like, what I do find is that people that might have trouble with that are not eating enough fat. Now I, I, again, I think again, everyone's body's different. There definitely is a pretty big percentage of the population that, um, would get constipated with high protein, even if you are eating a good amount of fat. Uh, like my couple, some, some of the members of my family struggle with constipation. I'm so blessed that I'm regular. Um, I mean, that's a question that we used to ask our weight loss clients. Like, have you had a BM? Cause it does affect weight loss. And I mean, I'm, thank God, I'm just so grateful. I'm re- I have a regular system cause I can't imagine being clogged up like that. Um, and, and, but Kelly doesn't have that problem. She's like, you know, she's like, I, I, I find it's fine. She's like, but I also find that, you know, a lot of people, you know, she's like, a lot of people talk about going all the time. And after you eat, you should be pooping that out. She's like, but that's when you're eating a ton of fiber. She's like, if you're eating a ton of fiber and a ton of vegetables and a ton of carbs three times a day, four times a day, whatever, you are going to go a lot because that fiber will push that right through you. She goes, but if you're not eating vegetables and you're only eating meat, which is what you you know fuel that your body will use. You just don't have a lot of waste to get rid of, which I actually did think was a good point. Um, the days that I do really high protein and really high fat and not a lot of carbs, I I don't go as much because I, I I have those days where I just eat salmon with a ton of like pesto on it. It's delicious, but I certainly not going a lot because my body's just utilizing all that protein and fat. So anyway, I, I, again, I see her point. She made, she made good points throughout this. Uh, and, um, so, so Aaron asks, you know, what is your typical day of eating? Cause Kelly's a, a teacher and she's like, you know, it can't be just easy just to, you know, cook and prepare meat to bring with you all the time. And so Kelly described that she's good with Walmart meat. She's like, you know, a lot of people are like, I need the grass fed, you know, really good high quality meat. She's like, no, she's like, I'm good with like the grain fed grocery store meat. And she's like, um, you know, she's like, I don't care about sustainability or anything organic. You know, I'm good with Walmart, which, you know, is, is a little bit, uh, you know, some people would look down upon. Uh, I don't look down upon it, but I also am like, ooh, like, you know, you've seen these documentaries where, you know, they show the way that these farm animals, these poor farm animals are raised and, 
it's it's horrific and you know i mean anyway she kelly doesn't care about any of that so i look she what i respect about her she came on here and she told the truth and i respect people that just speak their truths uh now is it disgusting to me yes and i would never say it in those words if she were interview if i was interviewing and and aaron was very polite to her and as she should be she's an interview guest this podcast is all about realness uh, I'm going to share my strong opinion on this. Uh, but again, I give credit to this woman, Kelly, for speaking her truth and just saying what works for her because she's not trying to preach to anyone. Um, but yeah, the thought of this type of me. Okay, so this is what she does. So she uh, she said she gets up, she has her cup of coffee and she takes, you know, she'll said she'll buy rib, beef rib, she'll buy ground meat, she'll buy you know, these different types of meat. And she said she'll take a, a, a like a package of meat and dump it onto a tray and, and she won't break it up. She won't, uh, you know, she, there's no sauteing. She's like, I don't even like, she's like, it's still in the form of the package. And she sprinkles all this. She does put seasoning on it. Um, but she said she sticks it into the air fryer, uh, puts it in a bowl and for seven, you know, she, she air fries it for seven minutes. She said she doesn't even turn it over. She just air fries it for seven minutes, puts it in a bowl, brings it to work. And she doesn't eat breakfast. All she eats is that pound of meat, of red meat, like ground meat, like burger, uh, for lunch. And she does the same thing for dinner. So it's two pounds of meat, lunch and dinner. That's all she eats. And she's like, you know, her kids will have a sweet potato. Her husband will have a piece of bread with it. Um, you know, maybe some grains. She, it used to bother her, but it doesn't anymore. Um, and she said that there are, you know, some carnivore snacks out there, but she doesn't really snack a lot. Uh, you know, and she's not a, a big drinker because, you know, Aaron's like, well, I miss my margarita. What about this? What about that? And, you know, Aaron's coming from a place where Aaron does indulge, right? Like she'll... She, you know, she, obviously mo most people like food, like co good cocktails, like, you know, and that's part of, to me and to some, to some other people in society, you know, being able to go out to eat, enjoying food, enjoying good drinks. Like to me, that's what makes life good. I mean, and, and again, I don't have kids, you know, it sounds like this is a woman who probably puts, you know, church up there as far as important she has kids you know she probably puts her kids up there as far as you know important things that take her time and energy and focus you know I don't have that I I'm very focused on food and deliciousness and nice experiences and good tasting cocktails and that's just me you know and to each his own I'm not saying what I do is good I I have my own vices as we've all heard and and this woman Kelly doesn't seem to have any vices. I mean, I'm sure she does. She's human. But, you know, to her maintaining her weight and this and look, you know, the things that she described, right? Getting bullied as a child. Um, you know, always wanting to be skinny, not wanting to be chubby. I mean, these these childhood scars are so lasting. And, you know, for her having her weight down 
and feeling the way that she feels when she's in control and not craving food is more important to her than indulging and eating these things and being in a, in a much larger body. So again, to each his own. Um, I do think that this was a really interesting conversation. Aaron was like, well, what do you say to the haters? You know, and because she does, she gets a lot of hate, a lot of really rude comments on social media where people are like tearing her down. And she's like, I just respond with facts. You know, people will be like, yeah, colon cancer must be nice. She's like, I've gotten all my tests done. I'm, I'm cancer free and healthy as a horse. Uh, you know, some people be like, oh, have fun with constipation. She's like, I've actually been, never been more regular in my life. Um, actually, it was when I was eating a lot of fiber that I had a lot of stomach issues. Um, and so she just responds like, no, actually, that's incorrect for me. Now, I will say what this conversation has done is made me realize that like the things that I want, you know, I always talk about like my boyfriend had cancer and what I want, what I think is right for him. I could be totally wrong. You know, I could be totally wrong that he doesn't necessarily need to eat more vegetables. And he, you know, I'm, I am glad that he doesn't eat a lot of sugar. Um, but, you know, and, and overall, I do think well balance is important. But again, I, I also think that there's always going to be a certain percentage of the population that are those outliers where what what works for the majority of the population just won't work for them. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation. I just thought it was fascinating uh, to my listener that sent it to me. Thank you. Um, I'll probably do some more podcast reviews on uh, on squats and mar margaritas. Uh, so you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, highly recommend. And let's see, I do have another DST review coming up. Uh, I have a few more good things going on. Uh, next weekend is the 4th of July, this coming weekend, I should say. And so I don't really have a lot planned. Uh, I'll probably go to a little pool party, maybe do some golfing. Uh, I'm going to try to drink less than I did last weekend because I came into this week feeling a little bit polluted. Anyway, so I hope all of you have a happy 4th. And whatever you do, I hope it's very balanced. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, please DM me if there's any topics you'd like me to discuss on this podcast. Uh, thank you to uh, both my listeners and another listener that reached out and shared um, that she she believed in that theory that I shared in my last episode about. Um, you know, how we all have, like some of us have uh, food anxiety in our DNA. Um, she had had grandparents that were, you know, Jewish and in the concentration camps. And, you know, she feels that some of that anxiety did get passed on to her, which I, I, I was a little bit nervous talking about that in my last episode and was <laughs> worried that people would get offended by that. But when she reached out and shared that, I was like, oh, th thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I don't feel so bad now. And I'm glad that other people think like that because, I mean, there was a scientific review on that. I, you know, I'm not just making this stuff up, uh, but it was nice to hear from my listeners. So thank you. Love hearing from you guys. Anyway, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, and until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.